Hello and welcome to another episode of Character Transplant. I'm your host, Dr. Zach. And I'm Dr. Daniel, a doctor of headology. 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 Is it applied directly to the forehead? Headology. Apply directly to the forehead. Don't mock my doctorate. I- I'll mock what I want because I have a doctor of mockingness. Wow. <laughs> if you're playing the suckers game... Good I mean, luck. Well, actually, no, headology is a fairly... Like, if you know what... Like, the world... Headology is a fairly gimme. Uh-huh. I have no idea what mocking this, though. Nothing. It means nothing. I just have a, do- a doctorate in mocking things. Oh, okay. I see. <laughs> it's nothing special. I see, right. It's not related to anything. It was a bad choice. I should have chosen a better choice. But here we are. Here we are. Here we are. If you've never seen the show before, occasionally we take one character, throw them in the back of a van. Take that van down to... No, I've used that trick to me. No, Funky we, Town, no, Chinatown, no. <laughs> Little Italy. We take that t- van down to the mechanics because it needs to be serviced. Yeah, and then while it's in the mechanics, we borrow a different van and take our victim over to the other side of the road. Then take that van down to the mechanics again because we've naturally punctured a couple of wheels. <laughs> and we steal a sedan, <laughs> chuck him in the back of the sedan. We <laughs> get out of a sedan because we've obviously it's a manual and we can't drive manuals. God, no. <laughs> and then we just let him go. <laughs> like, you're free now. <laughs> you get to survive. <laughs> yeah. And then we look and see that it's dread. Of course it is. <laughs> because we, we only apparently try to kidnap Dread. Well, that makes sense. I want to put him somewhere. I want to put him somewhere that's not into Aladdin. It's not into play school. Somewhere fun. Somewhere different. That's right. We did put Dread into play school, didn't we? No, I mean, Dread into um Aladdin. Aladdin. Yes. Yes, yes we did. See, we've never actually used Dread. No, we, we have. have. <laughs> All right, and so. We had so much fun last week just talking about independent movies and crazy things out there. Yeah. And we thought we'd do it again. But Look we who's back. <laughs> Got it good. Oh, actually, that reminds me, you know, we do need to put a disclaimer on this one. Okay. Um, so for anyone listening, we apologize. We're not going to be funny. Good disclaimer. No, but <laughs> this, this, um, this week's episode will contain mentions of absolutely no Nazis. There will be nothing in this <laughs> one for once. I'm sorry, what? I was not told about this mandate. No. Oh, oh dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> I have no Nazis. I have oh, no Nazis. God. Neither do I. I have no specific Nazis. I have Nazi ties. Huh. In my thing is not, not with me in what we're talking about today. I'm yeah, not no, me. No, you know, I have no ties yeah, to Nazis. Yeah, yeah, knowing what you're talking about, I'm surprised. <laughs> oh, why? Really? Yes. Well, we'll find out. So what we're going to do this week is we're going to be talking about books. So last week we did independent movies. This week we did books. And with yes. the recent release of It, I thought it was a good chance to talk about some Stephen King books that Daniel just has not has not read. No. I and, can always guarantee it. Yeah. And because um, Zach's talking about books and I only know one w- um, book series off the back of my hand that isn't on the shelf right behind me. <laughs> <laughs> and then it kind of is, but uh, it's a little bit too far away to read. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be talking about Discworld because let's face it, I'm going to... I like Discworld's Discworld. Good. Yeah. Discworld's a good time. All right, so what we're going to do, I'm going to It has give one of the best Christmas movies of all time. <laughs> it does. <laughs> uh, we're going to give each other a title. Then the, uh, the other person's going to come up with a synopsis. We're going to give them the real synopsis. And we're going to have to guess if it's actually a Stephen King book or a Discworld book or something else. Yes. Yes. All right. So you'll... I'll start. You'll start. No, yeah. I'll start. So uh, Salem's Lot. Salem's Lot. Yes. Yeah, Salem's Lot. Well, Salem's Lot is basically about the Salem Witch Trials, but set in the far, far future of the 23rd century. Okay. Basically, it's Star Trek times. And you're so close. Come on, keep going. <laughs> so, it comes down to one town, Salem's, but it's not the original Salem mm-hmm. that burnt down. Mm-hmm. And it's not even New Salem that was uh, that was um flattened by aliens. It's not even New New Salem. That that we don't know what happened to New New Salem. Just the government said everything's fine, <laughs> but New New Salem never ever exists anymore. This is it's, this, they couldn't call it New 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 Salem because that's just dumb. <laughs> so they call it Salem's Lot. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of news before it. Yeah, exactly. And we couldn't fit on the sign. I mean, seriously, like, new, 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 Salem. It's just... Yeah, too long. So it's just Salem's Lot. It's also good for marketing. Mm-hmm. Because come to Salem's Lot. It's, there's a lot here. <laughs> Man, you're doing... You're so close. So what happens here is that there are certain technologies that have been outlawed. Mm-hmm. One of these is genetic enhancement. Sure. And because the threat of the augments and oh god, if you know, if you're genetically enhanced, you are a monster. Mm-hmm. So, witch trials, well, you know, augment trials start yep. happening, and you're like, oh, you know, he got you know two tenths of a um, score higher than me on a test. Clearly, he's augmented. Sure. 
<laughs> this is definitely sounding a lot like Salem. Yeah. And so it begins again with like this entire scare and all that. <laughs> Only to be revealed at the very end that the entire government is augments and augments have been ruling the world for the last hundred years. See, you were really close with your Salem. You, 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 you weren't even close with, with location. Yeah. It's I, not even happening in Salem. Yeah, I didn't think so. <laughs> all right, so Salem's lot. Ben Mears, a writer, returns to Jerusalem's lot where he spent some of, some time as a child. Mm-hmm. A house where Ben had a bad experience is purchased by Kurt Barlow. It's a haunted house. Okay. So it, it was a bad time when he was a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy buys it. And around this time, a young boy, Danny, is killed and becomes a vampire. <laughs> Left field, all right. Yeah. Within weeks, many townspeople are also vampires. Well, yeah, that's, yeah, how, that's, that's, that's how, how vampirism spreads. So Ben Mears, our writer friend, Groups up with the townspeople and fights off the vampires. However, one of their group is captured by Kurt Barlow and turned into a vampire. Mm-hmm. It is in that time where he find that they find out where they're hiding. So, all the Barlow goes to the town, or goes to where they're hiding, and approaches one of them who has a cross that's holding him back. He challenges and he says, throw away the cross. Just do it. Throw it away. Why would... Oh, my God. He does it, doesn't he? He doesn't do it. He keeps it up. But he has doesn't have enough faith in the in the Lord. And Kurt just destroys him with the cross anyway. Oh. That's unfortunate. <laughs> it's, it's a bad time. And that's pretty much the end of the book. Huh. Like, there's a bit more, but that, that's yeah. like the ending area. That... So now I have to figure out if that's an actual Stephen King. Is that a Stephen King book? <laughs> do so my fear because Stephen King is St- Stephen King is very formulatic we <laughs> was talking about this before we started yes <laughs> everything takes place in Maine every main character is a writer there's always a magic black man yeah. there's always something happening in town and craziness we, it's not always a writer it's always it's generally a writer <laughs> we, but, uh, I'm, I'm thinking um, like for example The Last Gunslinger and stuff like that or mm. not The Last Gunslinger The Dark, Dark Tower, Tower. Mm. Mm. um but like the main characters don't tend to be writers they tend to be like clerks they tend to be like artists they tend to be like non-action dudes in like the Dark Tower is actually a rare exception most of the time they're writers okay really yeah. alright okay Again, I haven't read that much Stephen King <laughs> no fair enough yeah, except for Dark Tower most of the time the main character or the main character's dad or someone specifically is Stephen King the writer oh yeah well no in the Dark Tower <laughs> Stephen King shows up yeah. Stephen King <laughs> Not, not as like like he almost gets killed in the book because of imaginations of the big bad guys. <laughs> but in the mist, because I'm not going to cover the mist. Yeah. The main, the character we're supposed to follow, he happens to be a writer. He's the stand-in for Stephen King. Well, I mean, write what you know, right? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. it. And this kind of sounds like something Stephen King would do. So you're going to go with Stephen King? Yes. It is Stephen King. That was the, that was the gimme. He's definitely a writer. Yeah. That's that's a Stephen King book. Okay. Okay. So we got yeah, good, good stuff. Yep. Are you gonna go with your? We we'll go back and forth. Do you want to yeah, do your? Yeah, I'll book? do mine now. Yep. Um. So dealing with deals. Dealing with deals. Yes. All right. So dealing with deals is a book that takes place in the eastern half of Discworld. Okay. Deals is he's like a gangster. He's a he's a mobster style guy, and deals it's hard to deal with deals. Oh, but yeah. he, he's so named because he's such a great dealsman. So you, you come into town and you say, oh man, I want to speak to deals. I've got this great deal on this hot rod souped up horse. And <laughs> <laughs> there's no hot rods in the disc world. Yeah, 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 no, no. <laughs> so deals comes down, he looks at the horse and he goes, yeah, that's that's a nice horse. Man, I can give you like 200 gold for that horse. Like, it's, it's, it's still just a horse. Like, yeah, yeah. What am I going to do with a horse? And so it's a book. That, that's the start of the book is that deals is do, trying to do the best of his company. And then it turns out that deals has brain tumor. Ooh. And it's a, it's a sad time for everyone. So Deals goes to the wizards. He's like, wizards, can you help me? And they, they can't help him. Then he goes to the witches. like, witches, can you help me? And they can't help him. So he turns to the one man who might be able to help him. Death. Oh, I see where you're going. So he goes to death and he's like, death, I need help. I need, I, I've got this. I can't do anything. I've made, my whole life I've made deals. I'll make whatever deal you want. And death doesn't want to have a bar of it. Like, no, I'm not going to have any, anything with that. But death's assistant. Now he is interested. Death has an assistant, right? Yes, he does. Yeah. Albert. Yeah, Albert. There we go. Albert's interested to help him. So he, he teaches him, I can't do much to save you, but if you help around the house, then maybe Death might choose to spare you or he might choose to let you just stay on as one of as my compatriot. 
And so it's a it's a it's a it's a sad book with a man coming to terms with his own mortality, and eventually gets killed by death. Yeah, I mean that there is no justice. There is only him, mm-hmm. and the only reason why Albert's there is because he, he did the right of a, it's Ankesh backwards. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, he, he, because Ankesh um, summons death, so he did it backwards and was sent to death. Better, <laughs> I was sent to death. Even yeah, like you know, he was like he was sent to death's home. It was like. Hello. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, that, that's my synopsis of dealing with dealing with deals. You're very close. Am I? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Okay. You're, you're very close. I mean, the skeletons there, it's just the specifics you get wrong. Okay, sure. This takes place in Ankh-Morpork because sure. most, <laughs> eventually, <laughs> if you're on the Discord, you're going to end up in Ankh-Morpork. I'm just going to branch out and say this definitely is a Discord book. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it, it centers around well, ostensibly it centers around cut me own throat Dibbler mm-hmm. because he'll cut your his own throat for a deal. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's he's basically the, the you know that one Simpsons episode where that um hot dog vendor is following hot yep. Homer. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> hot dog. yeah that's cut me own throat Dibbler. <laughs> except don't ask what the hot dogs are made of. I see. I don't want to know. Gotcha. It's it's meat. Mm-hmm. Maybe meat adjacent, definitely. I see. I was, or thinking, maybe adjacent to that. I was thinking maybe like long peak, but sure. No, 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 <laughs> meet no, no. no. <laughs> it's like meet adjacent. Like you know, the idea is like he always has shoddy merchandise. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In this case, a thief has given him something. You know, like you know, pawned it off to him. Sure. And it turns out to be the crown jewels of Quirm. Quirm. It's a rival. Yep. Like yep, an, a sure. rival. Um, it gets mentioned a couple of times. This is one of the few things that actually centers around it properly. Sure. Um, and then cut me over front Dibbler uh, CMOT um, Dibbler <laughs> come on, <laughs> yeah come, come on Dibbler <laughs> um, uh, has basically palmed that off to someone else as you do right who has then palmed it off to someone else and mm-hmm. it's it's basically the watch going through the very long list of deals <laughs> you know dealing with deals it's a yeah. chain of deals book basically Fair. that's pretty cool that's, that's really interesting yeah <laughs> cool alright so Angel Fall hold on oh sorry is this a real disc world yes, book? Yes, yes, I believe it is. No, it's not. Wow, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I pulled that out of my ass. <laughs> I said, like, like, yes, I'm pretty sure it's a disc world book. <laughs> Sorry, you know, I thought you were being yeah. facetious. No no. no, 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 no. It's not a disc world book at all. Oh, wow. That, you, that was good. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> no, no, no. All those people are real. Yeah. Just n- never happened. <laughs> They definitely sound like I'm like, take first name, more folk. Daniel's forgotten the point of this game, but that's okay. <laughs> what? Like, the, the end bit where we've got to try and figure out if it's real or not. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I remember. You remember, that's fine. <laughs> you better, I wasn't giving you enough credit. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Angel Fall. It's been six weeks uh, since... Hold on, I, don't I have to give you yes, a fix? it's been six weeks since something happened. Okay, it's been <laughs> six weeks since the angels from heaven fell. Sure. Like, the rapture has happened, but it's not the rapture that everyone thought it was. Like, people don't go up. No, 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 no. The angels come down, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they're mortal. Sure. So you have, like, and it's caused some controversy because people who, like, they're an angel, really? <laughs> For example, Joseph Stalin. Turns out he's an archangel now. <laughs> well, I mean, that's just a power thing. Right? Yeah. No, it's not even that. Turns out that he did some things in life that basically absolved him of all his sins. Sure. And a lot of evil people, like what we perceive as evil, has are now angelic. Mm-hmm. And the central plot revolves around Basically, humans reevaluating their morality, and the writer. Pun? What? Don't say anything. <laughs> oh, I know I'm not close. <laughs> That's a man. You're close. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, basically, reobjective like and understanding that heaven runs on a different like axis of good and evil mm-hmm. as compared to humans. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a trope um, that's constantly um, used in like sci-fi and all that orange and blue mentality. Yep. Of like uh, no, normal people have good, evil, law, chaos. Mm-hmm. Um, in this case, it's tigers, bears, Scottish pies, and Japanese women. Mm, that makes sense. Like, I, I can follow that. Do you understand? Like, <laughs> yeah, where yeah. are you on that scale? Like, yep. yep. And the central conflict is a writer who just refuses to bow to this kind of insanity. Sure. And of course, ends up getting killed at the end. 
but it's portrayed sympathetically like he was right and <laughs> just the mean old mob was wrong. Mm. Okay. So, you've described a story that could have happened before this story took place. Oh, okay. Which is <laughs> fine. So, it's been six weeks since the Angels of the Apocalypse descended to demolish the modern world. Wow, I was actually... <laughs> you were really... Wow! <laughs> Street gangs rule the day while fear and superstition rule the night. When warrior angels fly away with a helpless little girl, her 17-year-old sister, Penryn, will do anything to get her back. Okay. Including make a deal with an enemy angel. Alright. Raffi is a warrior who lies broken and wingless on the streets. After eons of fighting his own battles, he finds himself being rescued from a desperate situation by a half-starved teenage girl. They must do what they can to try and get to an angel fortress, Raffi to try and restore his wings, and Penryn to try and save her sister. Okay. Um, there are no no writers. There's no writers that I've mentioned. (laughs) No magical black men. And this seems... (laughs) <laughs> a little too fantasy and like too mystical like is it like sh- I will say a lot of the Stephen King books turn to mystical and magic yeah, and I, like how like The Shining mm, yeah exactly uh, yeah, but like this is like that's kind of rooted in kind of yeah, like that, that's not angels and like post-apocalypse yeah and, like, yeah yeah, yeah there's a lot there's a there's a hard line except for the stand where exactly this happens and and i mean i mean technically <laughs> the last tower which which um the main bad guy from the stand mm-hmm. shows up yep and that one fantasy novel he and uh, well that series of fantasy novels he wrote mm-hmm. um but i still don't think this is stephen king no? okay well you'd be right it's not stephen king it's susan e uh, and it's book one of the penrin series Okay. I have no idea what I'm that go- is. I'm <laughs> going to assume that's a young adult novel. I'm, I'm probably following so. on from like, um, you know, the fifth wave and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm thinking so. All right. Okay, my turn. Mm-hmm. This is this is titled simply The Truth. The Truth. The Truth. So The Truth is... I'm going to give me two seconds. I'm about to sneeze. Sorry, everybody at home. And we're back. I didn't sneeze into your ears. Everyone's happy. That's fine. Everything. All right. So The Truth. The Truth follows a young man from Ankh-Morpork. And he's, he's on a quest to try and get the truth about what's happening with the turtle. Okay. The big giant turtle that's carrying oh, yeah. everyone. Yeah. Do you know the turtle name? I forgot. A great Atuin. Atuin. A apostrophe T-U-I-N. Yeah, I was going to say Abin Sur. I'm like, no, Abin Sur is the Greenland. <laughs> <laughs> so he wants to find out the truth behind Atuin. And so he goes to the, he goes to a library and there's no information about where Atuin came from. Okay. And so he, he, he follows his quest. He goes to the Knights Garden and he's like, look, where can I find out more about Atuin? Because he doesn't even know where to begin. Yep. And they just laugh him out of town. Like, <laughs> that's not, you're not going to find anything out about him. Yeah, yeah no, but that's fair. That's yeah. fair. So he goes, he goes to the most educated man in town. Oh. Whose name I don't know. But the most educated man in town. Okay. And asks him about, what, where can I start learning more about Atuan? And he points him towards the wizards. Because of course he goes towards yes. the wizards. The wizards always know this kind of thing. So he goes to the wizards. And they won't tell him squat. Naturally. No, no we won't tell you anything. So he enrolls in wizard school. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can do that right. You can enroll in wizard university. Pop, potentially. Potentially. Oh, so he does what he needs to do to, to enroll in wizard university. And he starts to go through the book. He starts to go through and find out the truth about Atuan. Mm-hmm. And as he becomes closer and closer, the wizards start closing in to get rid of him because he's asking too many questions. Okay. And they get rid of him because he's asking too many questions and throw him into the lake where he drowns. Hmm. That's nothing. And then a giant turtle comes. <laughs> A giant turtle with four tiny elephants on its back, <laughs> carrying a tiny little disc world of people. Now, you see, that's that's the ending of The Light Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting those confused. Damn. Yeah, none of that's... No, not even yeah. close. No. Yeah, no. Also, if you if you were throwing into the Ankh-Morpork River, there's no lake. Sure. You wouldn't drown um, because it's too thick. Oh. Yeah. You'd probably die, but... It wouldn't be drowning. It would be disease. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I wasn't even close. That's fine. Well, I mean, like, you had the basic... <laughs> no, no, no. No, you weren't even close, but you had one right thing. Okay. It is about a man trying to find the truth. <laughs> sure. He, he's not from Ankh-Morpork. He's from a outside. Mm-hmm. I can't remember exactly, but it's... That happens. That's yeah. fine. He decides to become Ankh-Morpork's first reporter. Sure. Specifically, writing the written word down as it's said. Mm-hmm. Now, Ankh-Morpork is a 
well, it's a hive of scum and, vil- scum and villainy. Yep, yep, yep. Um, writing down the truth is a big problem. <laughs> <laughs> because no one wants the truth known. Exactly. No one wants the truth set in stone. Mm, mm, mm. And it's basically the trials and tribulations of him trying to make a newspaper <laughs> in Ankh-Morpork <laughs> and sell a newspaper. <laughs> it's literally just one dude trying to build and sell a newspaper in Ankh-Morpork. That's such a strange, like, it's so small in scope that it has to be a real book. It is indeed a real yes. book. It's actually one of my favorites because um, there's a line throughout the book going, like, a lie can travel halfway around the world before mm-hmm. the boots, before the truth has its boots on. Yep. And I could sit a couple of times. Mm. And then right at the end, when, like, um, it's William DeWord, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 you know, finds, like, I've had enough of this shit. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like, the truth has now got its boots on and it's gonna start kicking <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> like yeah he basically just drops all pretense of like you know what fuck it you guys want to go down this road of violence and all that fine let's do this <laughs> that's so cool it's also the first introduction of a vampire photographer which is a problem for vampires because any bright light dissolves them. <laughs> and this guy's entire shtick is basically catching light and photography. <laughs> well, because the light's going away from him. It's not coming towards him. Yeah, but he still gets hit with, like, you can't just, like, direct light one way. It's still, like, flash instantly dust to the point where he carries a little um, vial of blood around mm-hmm. his neck. So mm-hmm. when he um, goes to dust, it cracks open. The blood cracks onto his ashes and he gets reformed. That's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. It's a good solution to that problem, too. <laughs> a good solution to a problem that should never have occurred. <laughs> All right. Uh, Doctor Sleep. All right. So this takes place in another po- post apocalyptic universe. Sure. Where um, basically it's a disease. It, it, that's, what, that's what ended the world. Mm hmm. A horrifying, deliberating disease. Sure. Um, where you slowly just everything shuts down. First, first your legs go, mm-hmm. then your arms go, mm-hmm. then you can't move like your torso in or anything like that. Sure. So you're only basically a paralyzed head. Sounds terrifying. Then slowly you start losing feeling. Like you can, you're you're immobilized, but you could still feel. I mm-hmm. mean, slowly this sense of nothing creeps up your legs mm. then your torso then your hands and Creep. it again stops at your neck sure and then you start losing your sense of taste and then you <laughs> then you start losing your sense of sight mm-hmm. your hearing is the last thing to go but even after that it's still a week out until you die uh-huh this process takes like a month yep sure mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. doctor sleep yep runs well, I say runs. He's in command of mm-hmm. a bastion of safety. Sure. Where those who are effective come and he puts them down. Sure. And it is the trials and tribulations of this man running what is effectively a euthanasia clinic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, when a cure is found. But it's not like they don't know if it's an actual cure. The government say, we've found a cure. We've found a cure. Mm-hmm. Come over here and you, you know, come to this compound and... He's like, no, 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 no. They haven't found a cure. <laughs> there is no way to cure <laughs> yeah, <this. laughs> And such leads to the conflict where it turns out the government don't have a cure. They're just basically throwing people in the blender. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's like, like so it, it comes soiling green as people. Like they, they're yeah. throwing like the diseased into a blender to create food stocks and all that for those that are alive. That are alive. And then infecting those people with the, with the diseased meat. No, no, like, no. Apparently, apparently we found a way to like just phase it out right well there we go no not even close okay. you had me worried for a second with the disease thing and a doctor running a place yep but then you went really off top really off top that's okay okay so Doctor Sleep is a sequel to The Shining really yes the rare never happened before sequel except for Dark Tower Stephen King sequel even the Dark Tower isn't a sequel it just incorporates mm, parts yeah so, sequel to The Shining, Danny has grown up and now goes by Dan. He's adopted his father's alcoholism and rage. He's settled into a hospice and with the use of a cat who can sense when people are dying, helps those who are dying pass more gently, more gracefully, using his shine. And when we, there we are. A young girl named Abra Stone, also with The Shine, is born around this time and she builds a strong connection with Dan. 
And it turns out there's a cult of semi-immortal people who are going around and they kill people with the shine, taking their essence and let them live longer. Okay. They've decided to target Abra. All right. And so Dan must team up with this infant girl who has a mental connection with to try and save her life. I'm going to say no. No? This does not sound like a Steve... Like, Stephen King does... As far as I'm aware of, Stephen King doesn't really do sequels. Not really. No, like, it It would be... Especially for something like The Shining, mm. that doesn't... One doesn't need a sequel. Yep. Two, there's not much you can do for a sequel to that. <laughs> like, Stephen King more like... If he, if he does a sequel, it's more like a shared universe you know like yeah, yeah, a company yeah, yeah. from one novel will show up from another or mm. like a character might show yeah, up a character or maybe like a story you know like, like I heard this guy down it, like you know down on the other side of Maine you yeah. know, d- you know <laughs> Maine is such a popular place with weird stuff happening apparently yeah. but not not like a direct sequel mm. no so no I'm saying this isn't it may surprise you to find out this is in fact a Stephen King book came out in 2013 and was a direct sequel to The Shining I haven't changed anything Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? That's okay. I mean, I, I suppose everyone has their own cocaine habits and he probably needed money. Oh no, Stephen King's not in need of money anymore. He dropped his cocaine. He kicked cocaine about 20 years ago. As I said, everyone has their <laughs> cocaine habits and he probably needed more money. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> All right, my turn. Mm-hmm. This is just simple again. Another simple title. Pratchett doesn't really do fancy titles. No, a lot of his titles are really easy. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, the truth. You know, dealer of deals. <laughs> this one's simply called Halt with a que- with an explanation mark. Okay, sure. Halt. Yes. Halt follows the story of a night watchman, and all the time is it night watchman? Or am I getting I, confused? No, no, no. I mean, it's Watchmen, but Watchmen. Night Watchmen is the night ship and the day ship. Okay, yeah. well, it follows specifically a guy at night. Okay. And it follows him through his tribulations in trying to just get by in Ankh Pork. Okay. And it's called Holt simply because he has to yell Holt everywhere he goes. When every time he responds to a crime, Holt thief, Holt fiend, Holt murderer, he always yells Holt. And it follows him as he, he investigates a crime that just doesn't quite add up. Everything he comes across is just a little bit too, too perfect. You know when you come across a crime and there's fingerprints everywhere. Yeah. There's too many fingerprints and there's exactly ten fingerprints throughout. So uh, a pinky yeah, is there. Yeah, so, I see what you mean. Like so it, everything is falling into place exactly yeah, right. Yeah, and like there's nothing going wrong. There's not. Yeah. Oh, we lost some evidence. There's not. He's missing a kidney. Yeah. Or you know, it's just like we can't find him. You know. Like, no, no, no. We were told he was exactly here at this time. Yeah. <laughs> and like he, he'll go. This he'll go to the yeah, go to the pub and he goes to, to meet the pub owner. It's like yes. I saw that guy. This is a perfect description of him. This is exactly how long he stayed for. Yeah. Which is suspicious of someone to notice. Hmm. And it follows one crime being investigated. That crime is a break-in at the... Does that Morpork have a palace? Yes. All right. Is a break-in it's, at it's the palace. It's where the patrician lives. Sure. Yes, I know what that means. Absolutely. So it's a break-in at the palace. Someone was trying to steal the crown. And it follows this night watchman as he has to try and figure out what happened. And his superiors won't let it go. Like, you've got the evidence. That's enough done uh-huh. you're finished and he, he's like no I'm not gonna let this end I, I will not let this halt I will not be stand by while someone gets away with this crime you are bizarrely close <laughs> okay just to correct some things Ank Morpok doesn't have a king they haven't had a king for years sure any rumours that a young a uh, young captain by the name of Carrot is the king is false <laughs> <laughs> I see I see but you yeah, know they, they're ruled by the patrician sure think Julius Caesar if Julius Caesar was actually good at his job ah <laughs> <laughs> well Julius Caesar was good at his job his job was just staying alive yeah. <laughs> until he was no longer good at his job yeah exactly like, you know he, he's Julius Caesar if Julius Caesar was the was the best magnificent bastard you had ever seen sure Right. Um, secondly, no, the watch is run by Samuel Vines, mm-hmm. who if he, if a watchman came up with this kind of evidence, you know, this is too perfect, he would like, yeah, you're right, <laughs> <laughs> like because he's that kind of copper. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> well, it follows Samuel Vines. He investigates. <laughs> yeah, no, he, but I would absolutely believe that this, like, yours would be a real proper story. Mm-hmm. That's not what this story is about. Okay, it sure. is about um, the watch. Sure, the, patric- the patrician. Is almost run down one morning mm-hmm. by a rogue carriage. Sure. 
which one tends to do. Yeah, you know, like, which leads to, and the patrician is adamant it is not an assassination attempt. Sure. Right? The patrician tells Vimes it is absolutely not an assassination attempt. Hmm. And then, under no circumstances are you able, or not able, should you investigate this as an assassination. Mm Mm-hmm. As an aside to that, I have a new, like, purview for you to follow. Mm-hmm. Traffic control. <laughs> because sure. clearly, this is, this is, you know, we need proper road rules. That in. makes sense. So he wants him to set up basically like a traffic a traffic office and all that. Mm-hmm. Which is where, you know, halt, as in stop <laughs> carriage. <laughs> the book is basically Vimes trying to, like, make road rules in Agmorkpok. Rules in general in Ark Mokbok are t- hard enough. Mm-hmm. Road rules are something completely foreign. Yeah. While investigating this absolutely not an assassination. <laughs> I'm going to say yes. No. Ah! <laughs> that sounds exactly like what I would think a Terry Bradshaw book sounds like. I know. <laughs> and yeah, the fact that... Um, uh, uh, Vinatari, who is the patrician, mm. would tell Vimes, do not do this, while absolutely expecting him to do the thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's a double-handed thing. Yeah. <laughs> that, is there a book called Holt? No, it's FUD. Because uh, <laughs> I remember there is a... Ter- I don't, do you remember the name of it? There's a Terry Patrick, but it's very small with an exclamation point. Yeah, it's it's FUD. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> okay. All right. Where is my list called? I've lost my... There it is. Okay. The Immortal Rules. All right, the immortal rules. There's only four of them, mm-hmm. and they are the immutable laws of the universe. Sure, they are the ones that you know. There are some laws that can be you know bent or broken, like the laws of physics, the laws of nature. Mm-hmm. You can absolutely like fuck around with them. Mm. These are the four immutable laws that sh- that cannot, by under any circumstances, be broken. Sure. And then someone try, someone figures out how to break them. As you do. <laughs> As I say, the, the law is meant to be broken. And this comes down to a young writer mm-hmm. who figures out a way to break... He's the one who's figured out a way. He doesn't realize he has. Because it's just for a story he's writing. And now the forces of light and darkness are going to try and hunt him down and kill him. Sure. I mean, that, that sounds like another book. <laughs> this is not that... That sounds like a Stephen King's book, though. <laughs> like, if you told me there was another book with that description, I'm like, yeah, that's Stephen King, definitely. <laughs> and of course, all the, all, all the action takes around in, in place of Maine. Yeah, but it has to happen in Maine. I Maine mean, is I, the bottle. You know, Maine, Maine is the exact spot. Like, the center of Maine is where you break one of these laws. That makes perfect sense. Everything happens in Bangor, Maine. <laughs> Not quite that. Okay. Allison survives into the fringe. No, survives in the fringe. There we go. The outermost circle of a walled-in city by of walled-in city. By day, she and her crew scavenge for food. By night, any one of them could be eaten by vampires. <laughs> All that drives Allison is her hatred of the vampires, <laughs> who keep the humans as blood cattle, until Ali becomes a vampire. Okay, and she has to deal with. What she wants to do to try and either find a cure or embrace the vampirism. Okay. Um, that, that, I, that, that's pretty much it. Like The rest of the story is just following on from that. Some of them I wrote from memory. Some of them I just had to copy from descriptions. Again, not... No. Like, this mm. doesn't like this doesn't scream Stephen King to me. No, fair, fair. I, I think it's a vampires, man. Like, I, I have no doubt he's written did, vampire did, books. Did you not listen to the Salem lot? Yeah, about vampires. Yeah, I know, but that one I can kind of because well, that's just said in like today, right? Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. again, that one I can kind of believe. Mm. No, not this one. No, that's fair enough. It's not a Stephen King book. Yeah, okay. What, what is? Who it's is? by Julie Kagawa. Okay. Yeah, it's definitely not a Stephen King book. All right. I shouldn't have told you any of his rules, <laughs> or any of his patterns or his trends. Yeah, no, no, it just doesn't seem like. Plus, you know, the fact that there's no, there's no writers or magic black men. I mean, obviously, like, yeah. like that's... <laughs> so so I mean, like, yeah, like, just just the three, like, the two that I know of. Mm. Actually, no, the three that I know of. Yep. Cell, 
Um, and now the Green Mile and Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. Both of like Shawshank Redemption and um, Green Mile both have Magic Magic Macman, Magic Blackman, Morgan Freeman, and I can't remember. Do you mean Michael Douglas? No, not Michael Douglas. The big, the the, the tall guy, the really yeah. big, the big guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, that guy. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember his name. Clark Michael Duncan. Excellent. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> Um, but also Michael Clark Duncan. What am I talking yeah. about? <laughs> but um, Cell also fe- features um, the Harvard Man, who is basically a floating um, giant black man who mind fucks you. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> both featured mild mannered protagonists, mm-hmm. and yeah, it, it's just very formulaic. Yeah, he's got a formula. He like he likes to yeah. just bring in. I mean, things. there's nothing wrong with. No, that. I mean it like, works. He's written so many books, and he's yeah. probably a multi, multi, multi millionaire. Yeah, it's like <laughs> we're, we're, we're not shitting on Stephen King here. It's just <laughs> the man has a formula yeah. and he sticks to it. <laughs> All right. What have we got? The Last Continent. Ooh, the Last Continent. Yes. So, every continent has been discovered across the disc world. Okay. Every continent except the Last Continent. Oh, okay. So this is a story of those on the last continent, and they've they've got no interactions with the rest of the disc world because they're on the last continent. The yeah. last, no one's ever seen them before. And then one day, a man shows up, and he's exploring, and he offers them beads, but they don't take the offer of beads for land because they're not uneducated. <laughs> they have their own rough idea of how, how the world should work. Can you just level with me? I right? have not read this in okay. a book. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. And they just they they're already like no we're not we're not doing this. So he comes with more beads. And they say no. <laughs> we don't want your beads. <laughs> yep. And it just it's the escalation and the trials of like, not even trials. The attempts at diplomacy, but it's Pratchett, so it's Pratchett style diplomacy. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. <laughs> The beads are actually like gems that are worth millions of millions of dollars. No. But the the island people have no need for these gems because they live on the last continent. They're happy here. They don't need your roads. They don't need your buildings. <laughs> no, what's Pratchett style diplomacy was this guy would offer like beads and would take a look at it. It's like, yeah, but do you have any gold, mate? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like these guys would have already like a booming economy. It's like, no, no, no. These are just wood. Gold, silver, rubies, perhaps. <laughs> it's, it's something like that where it's just like they don't need it because they're happy. Like they've, yeah. they've got their own situations. Like we don't need just special bricks. We don't need, we've got our stuff. Get off yeah, our. We continent. have bricks. We, my house is my house. <laughs> my house is like three stories wide and like you know, eighteen kilometers long. It's made of bricks. We don't need your bricks. <laughs> and so he goes back and he reports that he found the last continent. And no one believes him because he has no proof. Yeah. So they go back again, and when they get there. The tribe's gone. There's no one there. And they're trying to figure out... It's a twist on the lost continent. Where they're trying to figure out what happened to everybody. Ah. Okay. okay. I mean, again, like I said, you were scarily close. <laughs> yep. Because it is about the lost continent. Mm-hmm. It's called 4X. Sure. X, 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 X. Sure. Right. But um, it's actually a follow-on from a... It, it's one of the like, plot like the, of the groups mm-hmm. of a young wizard called Reinswind. Sure. Who, I know that name? Yeah, <laughs> who is one of the main characters? Mm-hmm. Um, following uh, the events of another book, mm-hmm. which is um, interesting times, which is um, set in basically feudal China or Japan. One of the sure. I actually, I think it's feudal Japan. Sure, as yep, as you do. Yeah, or you know, like the Discworld. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. the counterweight continent because everything's made of gold. Mm-hmm. Because it, it's literally the, the, the counterweight of the disc. Of the disc. Yep. <laughs> um. I mean, if you mined all the gold, the disc would just fall off. Yes. No, no, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> in the um, light, fantastic, and color of magic. Mm. That's why um, the patrician doesn't want anyone to find out about the counterweight continent. Because if you take all the gold from there mm-hmm. and move it to somewhere else, everything <laughs> fucks up. Yep. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> sure. But yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a real problem. Mm. Um, he, uh, the, the ending of Interesting Times is Reinswind te- like, is about to be executed. Mm-hmm. Then gets teleported away. And a cannon gets put in his place. But this being the Discworld, um, there's equivalent exchange, basically. Yep. Like, you have to expend the same amount of energy. Or if you're moving something, something has to be moved. Yeah. So rice winds get teleported to this 4X, mm-hmm. which is an arid land. An arid, basically, desert. Sure. Meanwhile... Why was there a cannon there? <laughs> oh, it was, like, no, it's not like... Um, it doesn't have to be the equivalent. Oh, like, okay, right, right. <laughs> 
if you're moving something, something else has to be moved. Right, okay. <laughs> like, you know gotcha, what I mean? yeah, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. It, it doesn't have to be the same, like, one for one. It's just something has to... Gotcha, yep. People liberally exploit these rules. <laughs> Fair. Meanwhile, back in Ankh-Morpork, because, of course, mm-hmm. in the Wizard University, mm-hmm. the librarian, who is an orangutan and not a monkey, I wouldn't call him a monkey if I were you. No, neither would I. He's, he's a very dangerous man when you call yeah. a monkey. Comes down with the flu. It's a magical kind of flu, mm-hmm. where every time he sneezes, he changes his um, like what he is. Uh-huh. It affects his morphic field, is how they call it. Sure. The only way to, um, to cure him of it is with his real name, because everyone just calls him the librarian. Mm-hmm. Everyone's forgotten except for one particular wizard. Ranswind. Yes. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Couldn't the librarian just tell him his name? Ook. Write it down. No, well, he doesn't want anyone to... like. Uh, uh, like yeah, fair, fair, He's fair. actively hostile to anyone remembering what he... Like, his right, name. Okay. Right, okay. <laughs> yeah, like, like, nobody... Like, he's been a monkey so long that everyone's forgotten what he actually looks like. Only <laughs> Ranswind remembers. Okay. So, these guys go down to 4X. Mm-hmm. Reinswin, on the other hand, gets a vision from the local gods mm-hmm. that you have to bring rain to the arid land. Sure. And he goes through, um, like, all of these people. Like, for example, he meets some lovely um, ladies, who are men, mm-hmm. going across a bus in the desert. As you do, Priscilla. Yep. <laughs> yep. He meets some... Be- he tastes a local beverage, VB. And this <laughs> yeast... Ex- 4X is Australia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I would say yes. Because but? Oh no, no, no because because I know a little from the little bit I have read of the the Discord stuff. Yep. Reinswin sounds familiar as one of the university wizards. Yeah, no, Reinswin is um like he's the light fantastic and color of magic. He was the first protagonist. Yep, yep. Then there's the orangutan librarian definitely rings a bell. Yep. 4X, that's just ridiculous, <laughs> but it's it's a certain type of ridiculous. But at the same time, there's too many things. <laughs> like the VB, why would they, why would he call it VB? It's obviously not called Victoria Bitter. Mm. And it's not like Terry Pratchett actually just directly transport things straight into a book. It's a tough call. Yeah, I was, I'm going to say yes. It's, You're right. Yeah, it, it is one of my favorite books as well. Like it is literally just Ryan Swin. He he does meet Priscilla crossing the desert. He meets um the equivalent of Paul Hogan. You know, like that's not a knife. Yeah. You know, yeah. The response is that's not a knife. You're right. It's a crossbow. <laughs> <laughs> and just shoots the man. You know, it's it's a loving send up of um. Uh, yeah. Australia and I love it like it, it does it, it is mocking but it's it's not like mean spirited yeah, it's just no, like yeah. bush rangers get like you know like <laughs> mocking Ned <laughs> Kelly gets mocked and you have to right it's an equal opportunity mocking yeah exactly okay. alright well that brings me to my last one Ooh. and I will say this is one of my favourite books okay just in general is it, regardless of it it's a good book it's called did I give you the title yeah title first The Long Walk the Long Walk is a sequel to The Green Mile. <laughs> I mean, look, at this point, anything could happen. <laughs> the Long Walk, it's the same guard. Mm-hmm. And he's very Tom Hanks-esque. He, he's but, you know, in The Green Mile, mm-hmm. um, what is it, Michael Duncan? Clark, uh, Michael Clark Duncan. Michael Clark Duncan can cure people by just, like, holding them. Yep. Gets the evil out. He gets the evil out. Tom Hanks meets basically the same scenario and it's again he's seen it happen once and he failed and he constantly tries to you know like stop it Mm -hmm. and he does he gets them off like it's a happy ending and then it's revealed that no he doesn't have any magic powers (laughs) and that this guy was just fucking with Tom Hanks Mm -hmm. and then he kills Tom Hanks and goes on the run and the second half of the book is this guy like trying to track down this guy. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. So yeah. no, <laughs> not even close. Okay. So the long walk is set in a post. This is where the Nazi ties come in. It's a future. It's a future where the the Nazis didn't win, but they weren't so vehemently destroyed. All right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's it's a military style future. Uh, each year, a group of one hundred boys is selected to go on the long walk. 
and it's an honor to go on the long walk. You you go in, you train your whole as long as you can, and you, you enter the long walk. It's a marathon, and the marathon, the winner of the marathon will be given the prize. The prize is whatever you want wow. for the rest of your life. Wow. It's heavily implied, though, that anyone who wins the prize generally dies soon after. Huh. The walkers must stay above four miles an hour or they're shot. Ooh. And the walk doesn't stop for anything. Doesn't stop for rain, doesn't stop for sleep, doesn't stop for dark. You walk until you drop and there's one man left. Oh. That's that's dark. <laughs> and the, the, uh, the long walk follows one boy who eventually wins, obviously, as he meets groups, meets the boys around him and starts to see the issues and the problems with having the long walk. Yeah. Like there's one young, one young man who's 15 years old. He's married with a pregnant girl back home. Okay. And when when he's eliminated, everyone agrees to give a portion of the prize to the pregnant girl back home. Yep. There's the, the first boy to be eliminated when they all think it's still fun and games. Who gets a Charlie horse and falls over. So they shoot him in front of everybody. A Charlie horse? I'm not really sure what it is. It's like a, just a cramp. Okay, right. But it's yep. a... Uh, <laughs> I'm not, a, I'm not a, an American. I don't know their terms. And that's that's the story in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Stephen King's American, yes? Yes. Okay. Because Charlie Horse is British. Mm. Mm. There you go. Also, I know this is a real book. Yeah. I know I, because I I've heard of this book. Mm, it's a good book, but it's not Stephen King. You're wrong. Really? Technically. Oh. <laughs> it's a Stephen King book. Written under a pen name. Written by Stephen King under his character that he portrays, Richard Bachman. Oh, you bust. <laughs> So I'm not really sure exactly, like, what it is. Oh, hold up! Charlie Horse is a real thing. Yeah. Like, is it, it's not just, like, slang. Oh, okay. Charlie Horse is a real thing? What? What is it? It's a, pop, it's a, it's a Canadian and United States <laughs> term. <laughs> there you go. I'm pretty sure, I, I thought it was English. All right. Well, it sounds British. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a sudden involuntary contraction of one of the muscles. It's a cramp. Yeah. It's a it's a leg cramp. <laughs> it's, it's exactly it's, what it is. It's a leg cramp. <laughs> but it's such a brilliant book, and like the the rules of the marathon are so heavily like determined as well. It's like, okay, you can't drop more than four miles an hour. You can get new water whenever you want. We have you have canteens in your belt. You can ask for a new canteen whenever you want, as long as you don't touch anyone outside. You can you can interact with them as long as they don't help you. Everything's fine. As soon as they try to help you, you're both shot. Ooh, okay. You can't touch each other unless it's to help each other. So you can't be like get into a fight, but it's like he's fallen over, you can pick him up. But isn't that helping? It's helping, but if you're the walkers, the walkers can help. Bystanders can't help. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, it's like, hold up. You said you can't help, but the same thing is like, yeah, you can help him up. You know, bystanders can't help, but the walkers can help each other. Okay. There's actually a point where they lead a revolt against the soldiers because the boys are like, this is this is fucked yeah we need to take out the soldiers if we control a truck we can win this war and they all just get shot <laughs> like, uh-huh. alright so the, the guys who revolt like, go after him get him it's like you've got 10 seconds to get back to 4 miles an hour 10 9 and they're ripping soldiers to shreds and it's like no okay bang 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 wow and like soldiers are killed and everything it's just it's like brutal Jesus and it turned like there's a big twist towards the end where there's, there's two walkers that are left as always, they will yeah. be. And one of them is the son of the leader of the country. Yep. And one of them is the uh, protagonist. And the son of the leader of the country, he's, the leader doesn't know he exists, doesn't know he's his son. And his whole plan is to win, and his prize is going to be to get a handshake from the president. And then kill him. Wow. That's what he wants. Yeah, I suppose that would be like, uh, what do I want? I want the president to die. Yeah. But it's like the prize is just to get a handshake from the president because the the president will never agree to give the prize of I will die. Yeah. But yeah, so, and that's that's the thing. And he's been training his entire life literally to stay at four miles an hour the whole time. And everyone the whole time has been like, oh, he's so slow, he's so used, he's going to be the first eliminated. Yeah. He's not. <laughs> yeah, no, because the, it doesn't matter if you're in the front or the back. Yeah. The point is to be the last alive. Yeah. And it goes like in this, this, version, this year that they do it, mm? five days straight. Wow. It's amazing. Yeah, it, it, yeah. It yeah. Like, if you've told me about this book before, it's like, yeah, I re- I didn't realize it was by, well, Stephen King, <laughs> technically. 
All right. It's got a really strange ending, which oh. is open to interpretation as well. Oh. Which, as you know, they do. And so, spoiler, 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 spoiler. Nah, I'm not going to spoil anything. It's fine. It's not like this is the last line of the book. <laughs> the first, the last kid goes down. Yep. And the president walks up and puts his hand on the shoulder of the, the winner, who has he's been seeing this whole time while the first guy, while the other guy goes down. He's been seeing a dark shadow ahead of him. Mm-hmm. Like, there's another walker. There's another walker. I've got to beat them. I've got to beat them. The president stops him. And after five days of walking and bleeding, like he's lost his shoes, bleeding yeah. from his feet, he finds the strength to just keep running and runs from everybody. Wow. So it was literally for nothing. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> All right, so we've got one last title from you. Yes. Small Gods. Okay. Small Gods is a story outside of Angmorpork. It's a, it's a rare time when we get to visit the trolls. Okay. So the trolls, they've, they're big. Trolls are big in Discord, right? They're big. Yeah, big go- yeah, 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 yeah. they're basically walking boulders. Yeah. So, so if you call one of them a walking boulders, <laughs> you're fucked. <laughs> so the trolls, they've got obviously as they're tri- they're a bit tribalistic. Trolls are a bit. Yeah, a bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they've 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 got their shamans who who interprets the word of the gods. Oh, yep. And one time, one day, the the shaman's out collecting seeds and berries, and he comes across a human. Oh, yep. And the human is dressed amazingly, dressed like just flowing robe everything just looks looks like the most godly thing divine thing it's ever imagined so he picks him up puts him on his back <laughs> okay you're I'm gonna bring you back to the village and I'm gonna put you in my tent and then we're going to I'm gonna interpret the words of God which are you you're you're a god you're you're amazing I'm a troll I'm stupid yeah <laughs> so I'm gonna bring you back and it follows the the, the hijinks that incur of a, of a small human being in charge of a, tr- a group of trolls. At one point, they go down and they have a war with a neighboring troll tribe. Then they go down and they meet with some other humans who they wipe out the town. As these two men just control the group to their own whimsy. Okay, so kind of like that one movie where like a Pepsi can falls from the sky and these guys start worshipping it as a gift from the gods. I didn't know that was real. Sure, I was going more with Road to El Dorado. But that works as well. Road to El Dorado. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a common like, it's a common thing. Yeah. yeah. And the, the ending is not that they're found out, but they're worshipped to the point where they're small gods in several troll tribes. Huh. And then they're killed. Okay. And so then it's never clear to the rest of the troll tribes if they were ever real or not. None of that is correct. No. Damn. <laughs> Thought I had it on that one. So it is a stated thing that gods need belief. Mm-hmm. Now. This takes it does take place outside of Ankh-Morpork. Hey. In the desert um it's the desert thing of and I cannot remember Forex. No, it's not, <laughs> it, it, it's it gets mentioned a couple of times. Um mm-hmm. and this is the first time we uh, I think this is the first or second time we actually get to go there. Okay. Um but these guys follow the word of Om. Right? O M. They're the Omnians. Mm-hmm. Right. Um and they follow it his word to the exclusion of all else. Sure. Think the Inquisition, mm-hmm. but if you know, think the Imper- like think the um, 40k Empire, like yep. the God Emperor, like that is the level that we're dealing with. Yep. Then um, and in the you know in the Grand Citadel of all that, there is Bertha, mm-hmm. who truly believes in Om, right, and is the only one to truly believe in him, right, because everyone else believes in Om, mm-hmm. but that's only because if they don't, they'll get killed. Sure, surely that's enough. Belief, okay. No, no, because it's not true belief. Right. Because, for example, I could tell you to believe in the postman. Mm. And if you don't believe in the postman... Um, the mail won't come. The, no, no, like, I'll kill you. Sure. Now, your belief is irrelevant in that point. Like, the postman <laughs> still exists. Mm, mm, mm. Right? In this case, your belief does not power him because mm. the postman is still real. Yeah, <laughs> fair, fair. In this case, if your only true believer is um, Bertha... Which means Om doesn't really have that much power. In fact, Om has been reduced to a turtle. A big turtle? Nope. No, it's a regular turtle. A regular tortoise. Okay. Tiny turtle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But only Om can realize it. No, so that only Bertha realizes it's Om. Mm-hmm. And it is basically the journey of Bertha and Om across the desert and various machinations of the evil chancellor, because it's always an evil chancellor. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. As he tries to um, subvert the word of Ohm for his own power. Sure. While truly believing he's doing good, he's actually just fucking everything. Right. Okay. And of Ohm trying to become a proper god. Right. 
Now, I'm sort of torn because I, you've told me about this before. Have I? Yeah. <laughs> I think even on the show. Have I? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to say yes, it's a real book. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, it is. It, it is one of the better ones. It, it's mm, mm, mm. because the um the this one the standalone disc world books mm. they're varying in quality, right? right? Like they're they're all interesting to read, mm. but it's ones you want to reread. That's yeah. like how I judge a book. Like if you want to reread a book after you've read it, that's a good book. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Small Gods is one of those books. Like I, I do <laughs> love Small Gods because it's basically just Bertha. Being a pacifist and sub- like everyone submitting to his pacifism, <laughs> like even Owen was like, "You can't use humbleness as a weapon." No, you can't. You know, it's like you can't use weakness as a weapon. It's the only one I got. <laughs> fair, fair. Yeah, if I didn't, if you hadn't told me about it before, I would have said no. I don't think it's a real. One. Yeah, no. Also, the fact that um, how equals kill is a major problem. Right, is a major thing. Simple. It takes the total up and throws it on the ground. <laughs> Guess what Ohm is? <laughs> In the climax of the book, he uses it to kill a man. Eagle goes up, throws it onto a man's face. <laughs> this is why I love the disc world. Random things like that have a point. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> well, there we go. So we spot a bit of this one. We spot a bit of Stephen King. Yeah. So, so what was the... Uh, like, oh, you've deleted it all or... No, I've got the names of the stories. Yeah, so yeah. so what so what were the ones? So the ones that were Stephen King were Doctor Sleep, Salem's Lot, and The Long Walk. Okay. Yeah. So we again we did two and three each. Yeah. <laughs> because the ones that were real ones here were The Truth, The Last Continent, and Small Gods. Dealing with deals and halt. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I meant because I managed to trick you both times, didn't I? Yeah, you did. Yeah. 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 And I think I'm. You got both my ones that I were that weren't Stephen King. Oh, did I? Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's it. I picked them and I read them. I'm like, yeah, these are they're themes that he touches on. And I was hoping with this going by sequel to Shining and then to Vampire, you go, yeah. oh, the vampires are back. Yeah, no, no. Uh, it's like, yeah, but doesn't really do sequels. No, at least that's what I assume <laughs> until I found out there's a fucking Shining sequel. I mean, he doesn't do sequels because his books are so fucking long. They're basically a sequel to themselves. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so. Thank you for listening. If you want to contact the show and tell us, tell us your favorite Terry, your favorite Terry Pratchett book. My name's Carpe Diem, by the way. For I was go- I book. was going to include that. Yeah, because mm. that is also one of my favorite ones. Just the everything I see is holy mm. line. Like yeah. I see holy objects so, everywhere. I always get this confused. My bad. I don't mean Carpe. Diem. I mean the carpet world. That's in the um. That's not. It's not a Discord book. No. No, but it's, I, I, I always get those confused because. I read The Carpet World and that same week my dad bought Carpe Diem ah. and I was a kid so Carpe, Carpet is yeah. sort of, yeah. Carpe Diem is basically a bunch of vampires take over Lancria. <laughs> and but they're like the smart vampires because they can cross running water. They ignore holy signs mm. which actually fucks them because to to be defend against a holy sign you must understand what a holy sign is and recognize the holy sign. Mm-hmm. And there are some religions where only a line Yep. is a holy sign yep. so literally everything they see is holy and it just breaks them <laughs> and then the priest goes like yeah I, everything I see holy as well like he just sees everything is like grand and glorious it's a really good book that's cool <laughs> and yeah, t- tell us your favourite Stephen King book there are too many Yeah, <laughs> there are too many to even but start yeah, reading them tell all. us a, your f- our favourite Stephen King book at um, Facebook and Equipple Eyes Hadn't got the email yet, but sure. <laughs> email us at equipalallies at gmail.com. I keep on fucking up because I think the website, our website, equipalallies.com. Mm-hmm. And there's also our Twitter, which is at equipalallies. Wow, we really have fucked this You've one got up. this in a really bad order and I'm not sure where to go from here. That's okay. If you like our, our interesting opinions on things and you'd like to specifically hear about our opinions on villains, you can check out our other podcast, Evil Link. Does this come out? Today. Today? Today. Which means then you can actually go right now to Evil Inc. and hear about the Lancria witches <laughs> on Evil Inc. <laughs> it's almost like it was perfectly timed. That, yeah, it wasn't, but that's really good play. I wish we could claim credit for that. We can, just I'll cut this out. We meant it. We, we meant, meant it. it yeah. This is absolutely, this is the grand plan. <laughs> but I'm also, if you want to hear more of my sultry, sultry voice, ladies. Hello. Hello. Oh. Oh yeah! Hey Zach, guess what? Um, you fucked it up again. <laughs> That's okay. What? Um, 
You have got a puppy. No, I just realized how I fucked it up. <laughs> I'm part of a YouTube channel, Don't Go That Way Gaming. Hey, Zach, guess what? Uh, you got a puppy. No. No? No. I now you got a puppy on the show. No. I, I'm still playing The Witcher. Of course. And Bloodborne. Have you, and with you Paul, yeah. I'm playing Resident Evil Manflating Giraffe. Oh, I see. Yes, yes. Manflating Giraffe is my favorite Resident Evil. Yes, also known as Resident Evil 6. Yes. Or the, the prequel to that, Resident Evil Relevations. <laughs> Resident Evil are no good with their box. <laughs> no. I mean, seriously, for 6, it's a giraffe. It's a giraffe giving a man a... No, no, no man it's a man giraffe giving a giraffe a blowjob. <laughs> Once you see it, you cannot unsee it. <laughs> and if you enjoy our art, you can check it out resident artist Tegan on her website, newtegan.weebly.com or on Instagram at newtegan. And if you want to help us, word of mouth really helps. Mm-hmm. So what I want you to do sure. is find someone on the street. Good stuff. Tie them down. Mm-hmm. Paint them up like a clown. Do you have a particular style of tie down you want? Do you want a hog tie? Do you want a rip tie? Um, tie dye tied. Tie dye tied. Tie dye tied. A Windsor knot. Yes. <laughs> no, a double Windsor. Please. A double Windsor, not we're, a half Windsor. No, we're classy people. Double Windsor. All right. I'm sorry, man. Look, I'll, I'll, I'll take it back. I'm sorry. Yeah. And then paint them up as a clown, mm-hmm. and then throw them off the edge of the earth. Good. <laughs> That'll work. <laughs> well, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>